Welcome, citizens. I'm Allie Grauer. And I'm Drew Merzieski. And, and this, this is Warda. Starcrossed is a game created by Alex Roberts to explore the uncertainty, the chemistry, and the possibility of a romantic relationship that may or may not be the undoing of both parties involved. One player is the lead, the other is the follow, and the game utilizes a Jenga tower to unravel the story of how these two people came together, who acted on which feelings first, and what becomes of them once the tower falls. While there are many possible pairings in Warda we could explore with this game, we opted this time to open up the suggestion box to our Patreon patrons, and we drew two names from a hat at random. We'd like to thank patrons Nick and Sam for their creations, which we chose for this glimpse. It was so much fun, and there were so many good character suggestions that we're just going to have to do it again sometime. For now, though... We hope you enjoy this glimpse of two star-crossed lovers in the heart of the United Pact. The year is 4819, and the glimpse is to learn to love. Part 2. Okay, scene four. Hard at work. Okay. How much time has passed? So what do we say that year was? 4818. It's 4819. And since then, Winthrop has continued to borrow books uh, from the other teachers and from the school's library and has uh, continued to read things and they discuss it periodically. Um, never during school hours. This is all a great little like montage. Of... Yeah, it's a little montage transition thing that happens. It is late at night. In his new classroom, his larger classroom. And Roz This is... one has no desks. He made sure... No desks whatsoever. No desks, just rugs. He has... He has a... A place where he keeps things. He doesn't have his own private desk. Mm-hmm. Like, he just has, like, a, a place to, like, put things. He is sitting in the middle of the floor on some of these rugs and cushions, um, grading papers. Hmm. Um, and... Uh... Still wearing that same charcoal suit. Yes. And uh, but he has he, no tie on, sleeves rolled up. Yeah, his vest is open. He's comfortable. There's like a couple of small lamps on in the room, but the room is not like well lit. Mm-hmm. It's like dark, but he's using that to focus. Um, and uh, he's grading these papers. He's on a deadline. He's working really hard. He's got like a, a half touched tray of food at his side, and um, Winthrop comes to the door of the classroom, which. Uh, was is closed she knocks um to enter uh and when there's no response she cracks the door open sir oh uh, yeah, yes he like looks up are you done with your tray sir oh um i i believe... i can give you more time if you need no 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 please please uh, you've come all this way uh please you can you can take 
so she comes into the room, shuts he, the door behind he her. He like stands up and picks up the tray to like hand it to her. Oh yeah. Um and she takes the tray, uh, with a nod. Um one second. He like takes one bit of food from it. Mm-hmm. Sir, I wondered if you had a moment. Oh, of course. Well, uh, <clears throat> he like offers for her to sit down. <laughs> on the on the floor. On the floor. Uh, she and, eyes it and then And he sits down cross legged on the floor and uh and uh moves his papers to the side and puts his hands out for her to sit down. Uh she sets the tray down and um like shifts her skirts around so that she can carefully sit down on the floor across from him. And uh she reaches into the pocket of her skirt and pulls out a a folded piece of paper, um, which she kind of fiddles with in her hands. When we last spoke about uh, Lycan's third play uh, that he'd written, they'd written, um, you mentioned that some of the structure of poetry cannot be experienced in full unless one uh, attempts to write one's own. That is, um, that is Imbo's uh, understanding of, of art as as, uh, as a construct. Yes. I I wondered. I I know you have a lot of papers to grade, sir, but I wondered if you might look at this um, for a moment and 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 tell me um, whether I'm beginning to understand it, or or if uh, there is something. Else, she's blushing um, because she's not sure how to ask for feedback on something like this. As she's not a student and she's never been a student. As she's fumbling through it, um, Ross looks up and goes, I would love to read it and give you feedback, if that's all right with you. Yes, that's what I meant. Feedback. Um, Are you all right with critique? Yes. Yes. Of course. He, He squints and looks... He, like, leans forward a little bit and goes, I'm talking critique. Yes. I I understand that it's probably not very good, but I'm curious to learn... Do not judge. ...how it could be made better. Carlsbad, don't judge. If that makes sense. Carlsbad, don't judge. So she reaches across and offers him the folded piece of paper. He takes it. Um, What's on it? It is a poem she wrote. Um, it's clearly heavily influenced by Lycan, uh, the ex- ex- exploration of having no family and finding family in others mm-hmm. uh, is there. But there's like there's a definite like romantic tint to it. Like, but it's not clear who the speaker is, and it's not clear who it's intended for. Um, but it is in kind of this. Um, like theatrical kind of tone of exploration. So he reads it over and he reads it over again and a third time. Yeah. Um, all the while not saying anything as he reads it. And after a third pass, he takes off his spectacles and he looks at her and goes, this is not bad. She like breathes a sigh of relief and sits back on her, on her legs. Uh, your, um, your narrator and your subject uh, are undefined. Ah, yes. 
I suppose they are. Uh, it's it's fine if that's the the understanding you want. If you want it to be mysterious, that is a a, a liturgical device you could possibly use. But what I'm saying here is, um, y- you allude to a a person, uh, a fae, probably, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, in which the narrator has some sort of romantic bent towards. Uh, I, I can tell the familial bent of Lycan in this, but. But I can see that you are going for a more uh, romantic uh, and uh, slightly erotic, even, um, understanding of your uh, narrator's subject. Is, this, is that correct? She's quiet for a few minutes, thinking through what he said. And then she nods a little. Yes, I, I think so. I I can see for, for certain that there are places where I switched tones. Um, I was not consistent about it, but... It started as one thing and became something entirely different. Hmm. All great art does. It's just that I was... I started off as being very inspired by Lycan. Um, and, well, one doesn't always have family, does one? Uh, yes and no. Everyone has a family. Someone had to come from somewhere. But whether that family is present in the person's life it comes in different forms but everyone has family I suppose so this is uh, Lycan's ultimate thesis in his final play the idea that family is uh, what you make of it and that you have family everybody has family but true family true family is what you find and what you make not where you come from I agree and I think that it can be complicated for one to try to assess that in one's own life. Don't you agree? I agree. Also, a throbbing has two Bs. I see. I will certainly fix that in any later trials. Of course, of course. Um, just grammatical. The content is there. It's a little rough around the edges when it comes to execution, but it's to start. If you have any other notes that you might put on the paper so that I can have another go at it. He looks looks it over, takes out a pen, dips it in some red ink, Mm -hmm. um, writes a few notes Mm -hmm. here and there. She, like, leans forward to try to see what the notes are. And then he looks up at the last second and they're very close. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. You are uh, most welcome. She takes the paper slowly and definitely like touches the back of his fingers as she does. And in in this one slow motion, she takes it from his hand and sits back. She she takes it back and holds it and just looks at him for a moment. Do be careful. The ink is wet. Is there anything else, Mrs. Carlsbad? It's Miss, actually. I apologize. I usually just call you Mrs. And in so much as I feel that I am one of your students after hours, (laughs) you might call me Winthrop. Very well. Uh, Winthrop. Ross. I remember. She... 
puts it into her pocket. She stands up and she summons the tray to her hands. She gives him a nod. Can I get you anything at the moment, sir? No. I'm I'm fine. For now. Very good, sir. And she exits the room. Um, I think I've revealed something in our conversation on uh family. Um I'm gonna unintentionally reveal something personal. Yeah. She definitely intentionally revealed that she has complicated feelings about family. Yeah. This is really interesting because these characters are already so three-dimensional that neither one is fully a lead or a follow. We're really just using that as guidelines for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the story, they're both doing a little of a little of everything, which is really interesting. Scene five. Oh, yes. Scene five. Close, quiet, and alone. That last scene was almost... Close, quiet, and alone. Close, quiet, and alone. Um, mm. Make it good. Go for it. Just go for it. Do you have any it. ideas? Oh, I got, I mean, plenty of ideas. Um, it can be uh, locked in a closet someplace. It can Honestly, be, that was the first thing I thought of. It can be uh, locked in a basement. It can be uh, they're out doing something and they have to, like, get out of the rain. Mm, yeah, that's a classic. Okay, 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 okay. So, what was that last year? 4019? 4819. Let's jump four years. Okay. It's 4821. 19 to 20, 2021, 20, 22, 22. I'm bad at math. 48, 20. 48, 23. 20 to 21, 21 to 22, 22 to 23. Okay. Um, it's been four years. Yeah. We're definitely in the United Pact by now. Yeah, I, I was going to say. So, um, Winthrop has been out. It's her day off again. Mm-hmm. Um, Winthrop has been out visiting her sister at the bakery and helping out with her sister's kids, of which there are only two at the moment. Um, and it's been a busy day. They've been doing a lot of extra work, getting things ready for um, troops and things like that um, for the pact. And... Uh, she is scheduled to, I mean, she, now is the time for her to walk home without interrupting any, like, military drills or anything like that in the streets in this area. And um, so she is headed home from the bakery. She's headed home to Cavern. Cavern Heights. Cavern Heights. Um, and she's walking. Uh, it is summer. Second summer? Mm-hmm. It is second summer. It's beautiful out um except there have been storm clouds storm clouds boiling uh over the neighboring districts uh heading this way um but it's that weird situation where it's like still a gorgeous day it's just definitely gonna rain in five minutes Mm, um you know florida um and so she's heading home with a small bag of uh a couple of books uh, a notebook like her small wallet and like some bread that her sister gave her and she's booking it down the road, uh, heading home, uh, and the sky's open and she ducks under an awning only to be shoved out, elbowed out by a number of other people who have claimed that spot. 
So she looks around for another spot as the rain gets harder and harder. Um, and she runs across the next street and down the corner to um, what looks like uh, an alcove to another building. Um, not a shop front or like uh, a residential building, but like some building that's just not open right now. Um, and she heads into the alcove and finds that the door is unlocked. So she steps inside, just inside the door to stay out of the rain and to try to like wring it out of her, her skirts. Um, what is the, what is the building in Freeway and why is Ross there? The building is an abandoned building. Mm. She steps inside this dimly lit little alcove of this tiny apartment building. Mm-hmm. There's like two floors to mm-hmm. it. And she's standing there. Um, and there's immediately she can hear voices going on somewhere in the back. And before she can turn and inspect them, the door opens. And uh, a couple of people start filing out. And as they file out, they stop slightly and look at at her, but then tip their hats and, like, walk past and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fae that go by are, um, of, are of all kinds. And there's some humans, too. Mm. Um, but as they file past, they file out into the rain. And she stands there perplexed, looking at what, trying to figure out what transpired here. And as she's watching them go, she hears... Winthrop? Is that you? She turns abruptly, um, water dripping from her hat brim. Sir, um... Ross, Ross, Beg your pardon, sir, I didn't realize anyone would be here. Oh no, it's it's fine. Uh, uh... Did you come for the meeting? The... Meeting, sir? Never mind. No, I, um, it's... Pouring rain. I, I apologize. I, I can go if... No, no, no. Please, please, please. Uh, let's... Let's stay. Let's uh, wait for the rain to pass. Is he, like... Is he wearing his coat and stuff like he's gonna leave? Or is he's, he... He looks like he's about to leave. Oh, okay. Like, he was here, and he's, like, got his, ha- his hat in his hand. Like, he's gonna head out. But, uh, he puts it over the, uh... The, like... The staircase. Mm-hmm. Like, the... Like, he puts it on, like, the bit of the staircase that juts out puts his hat there and he goes and he walks over and goes you're uh <laughs> you're soaking wet do you, do you mind uh, please it's a mess and he rubs his hands mm-hmm. and heat goes over her like beginning to dry her mm-hmm. a little bit and his hands have to go everywhere mm-hmm. they don't touch yeah, her yeah but like but he but there's this bit where we see we see it like go over her frame um, and he goes, do, do you mind? Please. And so he runs his hands. He runs his hands over, over her front. Mm-hmm. And down her front. Mm-hmm. And then, before he can reach even lower, he goes back around. Like, turn around, please. She, she turns, uh, slowly, basking in the warmth that he's providing. And she can feel his hands reach... Um, around the front of her face. Mm-hmm. And they're close, but not touching. Mm-hmm. Do I pull for this? I feel like this is a... I feel like we're bending the rules of this game here. Um, 
This is uh, I've, I'm gonna pull for this because okay. this is this is intimate, mm-hmm. and this is close. Is it? And it's intentional. It's intentional. And you're not touching, touching, but you might as well be. Yeah. Okay. Um. So she stands very still while this goes on and kind of basks in it. She closes her eyes at one moment and like, kind of you can see that she kind of leans her head to the side. Like, like it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sighs a small, relieved, happy sigh. And uh, when when the heat fades, I think his hands are still up. Yeah. And she's still standing there as though it's still happening. And she just, like, waits in it for a minute. And then she slowly turns around and, like, lifts her eyes to him. There you are. You're dry. Thank you. You're very, very, um, very welcome. He goes over, and his hat, he, like, thought he put it on there, but it fell off. So he has to bend over Mm -hmm. to get his hat, Mm -hmm. and she gets a full view Mm. of his butt. Mm. So nice. Um, oh no, let me. And she reaches, she gestures to the hat, and the hat jumps to her hand. And she holds it for him. He, like, looks at her from, like, around his posterior. Mm-hmm. Like, just straighten up. Thank you. And she gives him the hat and lets her hand stay there for a moment. Is, uh, everything all right? Yes, yes, um, everything is fine. It's great. Was this an extracurricular meeting of it some was, kind? It uh, was. Extracurricular. Um, I didn't recognize any of the... Good people who left. Um, I would ask um, Winthrop if you would not mention this to anyone. She gets serious for a moment. Of course not, sir. Good. I was not here. None of these people were here. If you ever see them again, you don't know them. Is everything alright? Everything is fine. Nothing is... Everything is fine. Is there anything I can help with? Well, um... That depends. What are your views on the military? She considers. I understand that times have changed and that we all have expectations placed on us for participation, but I worry that some of those expectations are ill-placed. Very astute. Uh, Misplaced in what way? I I do not understand what the pact thinks they're going to accomplish by putting children in the army. Exactly. That's well, how we feel. We basically live in a military state. We haven't seen a military state like this since the governor era, and it's uh, disconcerting to many of us. It seems drastic. It is. It is drastic. We all feel it's drastic. And we are like-minded individuals who wish to sit down and discuss these drastic views and ways that we might mitigate them. Mitigate them? Nothing nothing as uh, dramatic as, say, Stormfall or something like that, but protests, uh, maybe some pamphlets, some flyers, maybe a, a strongly worded letter to... Jardine Fleet. I certainly admire the concept. 
I worry that anyone would think Lord Fleet would be beholden to a strongly worded letter. I don't believe he will be, but it is something to do. Uh, our concern, though, is that we do not know how people react. We do not know how the military will react. Probably not well. Which is why we'd like to keep the secret. I understand completely. I appreciate it. If you are interested, we have meetings. Uh, usually once or twice a season. She pauses. She considers for a moment, and then she takes a step closer to him, her eyes fixed on his. I would very much like to join you. Excellent. End of scene. Usually, close, quiet, and alone indicates smooching is on the way, but I feel like rebellion is on the way first. Alright, what do you got? How many pulls? Um, I, I revealed something personal. Yeah. There. I think I've got two pulls as well. She revealed that she's got this questioning, rebellious side, and she definitely touched him. Can't help it. I intentionally revealed that, didn't I? What? Revealing about the... Um, the group? The group. Yeah. I mean, she asked, but you could have evaded, and you yeah. didn't. Who trusts her? Aww. Look at us playing super safe with this tower. Alright, scene six. A disagreement becomes heated. Hmm, I think it's at a meeting. It's at a meeting, yeah. It's definitely at a meeting. Uh, what year is this? Same year? What year was that? 4823. Yeah. Or it could be later. Or it could be after a rally. Yeah, so it's a meeting after a rally. Um, let's give it, like, another year or two. Okay, let's give it 48... 40, 40, 25. 25. Uh, the rally. It went pretty well, and then it didn't. How did it not go well? People seemed interested and not supportive, but like tolerant of it. And as they rounded a couple more corners and got going, um, no one joined them. But then they noticed that people started to disappear from watching into their houses or whatever. Um, and got the heck out of Dodge because a troop on duty came and was like, what are you doing? You got to break this up. This, this can't be happening right here. You don't have a permit. You don't have, uh, permission to use this space. And, uh, some people in the group were like, it's a public space. We're not using anyone's property. Um, and we'll be on our way once we've set our fill. And there wasn't... There wasn't violence. There wasn't there violence, was, but there was a lot of threat. A lot of, like, imposing tension. Yeah. That like, eventually everyone was like, we're gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was very stressed out about that. And um, uh, the group, you know, retrenched back to their hideout. We should be alone, though, right? Um, oh, we can be. Yeah, never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, there was, like, a... Uh, like a post-mortem for the rally that the group had. And a lot of people blamed each other for um, bowing and cowing to the the troop when the troop came along. Ross was one of the ones who was like, no, it's fine. We'll disperse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are mad at each other 
but that's because they're embarrassed that it didn't go the way they do anything. To. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people were very idealistic going into it, thinking that this was going to be the thing that would change. Can we say minds. that that Ross was was like, it's fine. We'll disperse. Thank you so much, officer. And you were and uh, Winifred Winthrop Winthrop was very like, no, 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 we're no, stay. We, we're not doing anything wrong. This is not how things are done here. Yeah. So they had this postmortem meeting. The group decided ultimately that everyone was too tired and too upset to keep talking about it, and that they would. Set everything aside for their next meeting. Um, and so we're in that abandoned building. Um, like in one of the rooms of the abandoned building. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like this sad watercolor painting where there's like a lamp that mm-hmm. puts light in the room. But in general, it's just this sad it's raining. blue-gray color. It's raining again, yeah. And I think, ooh, is it is it possible that they, they made it rain to make everybody want to go home? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Cool. Like after after it was reported, it, they made it like rain. It's gonna they, rain. The they rest called of in a rain, and thing. it's raining for the rest. Yeah, of the day. it's a hard rain. Yeah, it's gonna be rain. It's like, like don't leave the house raining. Yeah, which is mean these two are stuck here for the rest of the evening. Yeah, because um, everybody got out before the rain, and they like stayed to talk because yeah. they needed to talk. Yeah, um, I think as the scene opens, it's pouring rain. They've got their little lantern. Um, they've got like a bat, like a satchel with like supplies and stuff in it. Um, and, uh, there's, like, a chair and a rug in this room, but there's nothing else here. Um, and I think as the scene opens, the camera pans up on, uh, the rain outside the window falling hard on the town. And then it cuts to the outside of the window looking in as Winthrop stares out the window, hard-faced, her arms crossed. Are you hungry? Yes. Are you very much so, but we only have the one apple. You can have it. No, no, we should split it at, at least. Winnie, take the apple. Just don't call me that. Just take some of the apple. Winnie. Equality. Fine, I will cut the apple in half. Excellent. Of course, that will be bigger. And he, like, cuts it. <laughs> he mutters to himself, cool. Um... She stands there and waits until he brings her the piece of the apple. Um, does she notice that it's bigger than his? She does, but she doesn't say anything. Uh, he notices her looking at it, and, and uh, he goes, Orkin's third ideal is that something is fair depending on the person who gives it. She looks at the piece. She looks at him. She takes it without breaking his gaze. Um... And her hand doesn't rest on his, but she does touch him, and she bites into the piece. Tranquil. You're welcome. The rain falls hard outside. What are we gonna do? About what? About about this. About everyone's everyone's incensed. Everyone's upset. More than likely, they will have somebody at our meetings next time. We could always change the meeting. By this point, someone will have... Someone knew that we were going to be out there. Agreed. Somebody already knows. Somebody is already in their pay pocket. Which means next time, they will have more. The movement is done before it even began. It's funny. This must be how the humans felt. I don't think there's anything that we can feel 
That is what humans felt. I disagree. Do you? Yes. You believe you are uh, keenly aware of the plight of the human? Not keenly, no, but I think that there are things that are much more similar to some of our experiences than to others. Similar or not, the depth of what humans have gone through is incomprehensible to any fake. Any fake. Doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. And I agree that the only way to make that any better is to try to have empathy for them. Then we have empathy. What you're saying is semantics at this point. I am saying that you cannot feel what a human feels. And you are saying, yes, I can feel what a human feels. And I don't believe that. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying I can feel things. I'm saying that my experience is not a human one. But that in looking at my own experience, I can have greater empathy for empathy an experience. Empathy is fine. To say I'm empathetic to the plight of a human is one thing. To say I think this is what they felt is different. It's semantics, and I understand that, and it's a cheap argument. You're teaching me again. I wouldn't teach if you didn't need something to learn. She glares at him. Um, and silently eats the rest of the apple. I don't know what to do now. What do you want to do? I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't. I think I do. That's a cop out. If anyone ever says, I don't know, it means that they do know, but they don't want to say. So say it. I want to keep my job. I want to continue to do what I'm doing. That's why I, I advocated for us to leave. To not do anything anymore. It's not worth it at this point. The movement will live on in us. But I don't believe it can live in a formal capacity anymore. I want, I want... Like she's about to say something, he turns around yeah, very yeah. quickly. I want... I want democracy. You know the humans have it? Down in the independent republic? Democracy. Votes. Everyone has a say. Voice of the people is what drives them. Not the voice of one man whose vendetta against another is paramount to killing everyone. That's what I want. I think it's the only logical option. But we're suggesting that the Fae be told whether or not they're worthy of holding a position. What do you mean? To vote someone into office, or to vote them out, is for the voice of the people to say, you are worthy of this, please do it, or you are no longer worthy of this, please leave. The Fae hate that. Exactly. Which is why it is so hard. I think they deserve it. I don't disagree. You know I don't disagree. Of course you don't disagree with me. You never disagree with me. That's hardly true. Is it? I'm disagreeing with you right now that I never disagree with you. Touché. You're angry. I can see that. Yes, I'm angry. I'm angry. I think sometimes you forget that I am part human. I do. And I'm sorry. It's alright. I don't. What do we do? It's gonna rain all night. I have classes in the morning. They'll be wondering where we both are, but there's nothing we can do. It's... No. I would send a pixie, but... Here, I'll, I'll find a pixie. I'll write a note to the headmaster, let him know that we're holed up, that we'll come the moment we can. I mean, not together. We'll, I'll, I'll send a second one. You should send one, too. Is what I'm saying. You don't think it would just be easier to say that we were 
That is too many questions. I, I know, I it's know. It's too many questions. I know, I know it's too many questions. It's fine. Winnie. Don't call me that. Winthrop. If if the headmaster suspected anything about us, not saying there is anything... Maybe he wouldn't care. I think he would care. But he might not. But he might. But he might not. But he might. I don't think anyone else would care. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's what the headmaster thinks. And he reaches, like, to touch her. Hmm. Like, he's gonna touch her. And then he pulls his hand back. It doesn't matter what they think. It matters what he thinks. And that's what matters. I could lose my job. And your job is important because you are helping to shape the minds of people of all backgrounds and all ages in a time that is desperately changing faster than we can keep up. Thank you. I just wish... What? What do you wish? That it wasn't so complicated. And that the world wasn't so big and we weren't so small. Life is complicated. Winthrop. Well, congratulations for figuring that out, Professor. No, it's not something I figured out. It's just a fact. No, but you're teaching it to me as though you figured it out. That is a misconception. That is you perceiving. There you go again. You are, you're, you're teaching me something. Me. You are putting that it on I me. I already know. No, you are putting on that I'm teaching you. You are interpreting it that way. I'm not. That is not my intention. What should I do? Should I? I. I am a teacher. I teach. I know. Shall I not talk to you? Is that what you'd like? No. How about that? I won't talk to you now. Talk to me like I'm a person, not a student. You're not a person. You're a fay. And he gets very withdrawn after saying that. I, um, I apologize. That's, uh, and he walks out. That's a good one. It's very good. Did I reveal anything that's unintentional? I feel like I revealed yeah. something unintentionally there. Yeah, you did. How many pulls did you just do? Just one. Okay. Scene seven. A difficult, difficult choice. choice. Can this be 4827? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next two ones are in 4827? Yes, yes. Or do I you like want that. this in 4826? No, 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 no. 4827. This is real time now. What was the year before this? 25? Interesting. Two, it's two years. So, by. like, I feel like that changed their relationship. It did. Drastic. And they've been really distant For since then. For two years. Yeah. And, like, it's been, it's a cordial, professional relationship, but... And occasionally one or the other might get caught by the other one staring or something like that. Like, really, really subtle stuff, but nothing has been said and nothing has been addressed. Nothing's been dealt with. Um, I think this scene is... I think this scene is... Um, in the small hours of the morning. Where is it? Uh, Winthrop has... Can be outside? I really want it to be outside. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're inside a lot of this so far. Yeah, that's fine. Winthrop has just done her walk of the grounds um, because she hasn't slept. Um, and she finds herself outside on a, a stone bench in the garden. There's like a walking labyrinth uh, for meditation mm-hmm. out back. And there's like... You know, a small garden and stuff. Um, she's in the garden, partially masked by rose bushes and whatnot. 
And she is crying. Just, like, openly crying. Um, in the middle of the night. Um, she's got a handkerchief with her. She's still dressed. She has just hasn't gone to bed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Uh, is there on this bench under the moons and, um... Do you mind if I, if I say where? Yeah, go ahead. So as she's sitting there crying, she hears a deep baritone. Carried on the wind somewhere close. Do you think she follows it, or is she... It's, it's otherworldly and strange kind of carried on the wind close to her um she thinks she's imagining it at first um but as she gets a grip on herself and the sound continues she does get up and start to look for it she looks and finds uh a, behind a small hedge a uh a small little rock garden and in the center of that rock garden is is Ross um sitting there no shirt um his pant legs rolled up no no socks no shoes uh like in meditation in the middle of this rock garden and uh as she enters in he stops and turns and looks at her and she looks miserable she's got tear stains on her face and her lashes are damp and um her hair is down in the braid that falls over her shoulder Winnie? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You're not interrupting. And he, like, stands up, and he's keenly aware he has no shirt. Uh-huh. And he's like, um, but he soldiers on from it and goes, you're not interrupting. Uh, are you all right? I'm, um, I, I don't mean to, uh, intrude. I, I should go inside. No, no, please. It's very late, so I should go back in. Please, don't. I am. You're distressed. I I, I want to help. She looks surprised, but not too surprised. Um, And she looks a little grateful. She's she's not even looking at his bare chest at this point. She's just avoiding his eye contact right now. Um, And, like, trying to clean her face with a handkerchief. I, um... My sister died. Oh, Winthrop, I'm so sorry. Oh, what happened? Mm, there was, um, a fight that broke out, uh, near the bakery, and... With the movement? Yes, and, um, it, they, um, they came crashing in through the front, and, uh, it became a riot, and she was hurt very badly, and... Uh, didn't make it. Probably Codger. Told Codger. This was not, violence was not the way. I'm glad I got out when I did. I'm sorry, I'm, I don't mean to make this about me. No, I'm, I'm glad you did too. Is there anything I can do? You name, name it, I'll do it. She glances at him. Name it. I don't know what to do. She was all I had left, and I don't know what else 
family is what we choose and what we make of it. In addition to true family, but now there is no true family. I have I haven't got anyone, and I wasn't there for her when she needed me. And you don't have it. You're not alone. We can't do anything against the pact. There's nothing we can do to make them stop. And we leave. And go where? The United Republic. What about the school? I don't know. I think about the school and I think about all the good that we do. And if we leave... We'll be, um... We'll be shut down. I can't stay here anymore, Winnie. Can't do this anymore. Because you're not making a difference? Because I'm not making a difference. And I've watched you. Over this last year, I've watched it hurt you. I don't want to see you hurt anymore, Winnie. I don't. I... I care very deeply for you. As a friend. Obviously. Family. She looks at him. She just looks at him. I can't... I can't say it intentionally. I know! I know! I, I want you to leave with me. Were you already planning on going? Yeah. When? Soon. Next season or two. Do you have somewhere to go? Someone to meet? Yes. I have someone who can get us out. You're sure? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, Winnie. I don't... I don't want to leave the school. I don't want to make sure that nobody... But we have to get out. We have to get out. If we stay, they'll strangle us slowly. Yes. And if we leave, we face complete unknowns. Yes. Will you just think about it? She starts to cry a little more. Um, but it's softer now. I'm just relieved that you didn't go without telling me. I couldn't, Winnie. I couldn't bear it if you left like that without saying anything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know that. All the years we've known each other. I'm... You have to know. Right? You know? I think I do. And there's a sound. They both look. And they don't see anything, but... They're very close. I should, I should go. Me too. I should um, go back inside. and It's late, and uh, uh, we have to be up soon for um, the morning chores. So um, we should make plans, I, I, I think. I think he kisses her. You know, knock it over intentionally, because mm. that's what that is. Is that, you, what that is? Yeah, you can't uh, not do that. Okay, okay. Do you want to wait? Do you want to? Do you want to close the scene and we'll see if it falls, or do you want to just knock it over intentionally? You can. That's like, no. I want to do the last one. Oh, because he can't. He can't kiss her. He again. wants to kiss her. He wants to kiss her so bad. Yeah. Okay. So like he makes that face, like he wants to put his face on her face, mm -hmm. and she reaches up and like cups. His cheek in her hand, uh, and like trails it down along his beard, and like puts her thumb against his chin for a moment, and then she leaves. And he's left alone. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You okay? Yeah. 
I, th- I feel like I unintentionally revealed something. Right. Yeah, you did. All right, so. Yikes. I don't know, man. You might get your wish. Yikes. Okay. Scene eight. Parting ways, perhaps forever. Dun, dun, dun. Do you mind if I set this one up? Please. Okay. I'm exhausted from setting them up. Okay. So. It is true winter of this of this yes, year. Yes, 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 true winter. And uh yeah, I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, do it. They have contracted an all trade company yep. to take them out mm-hmm. of the United Pact. And the job has gone horribly awry. Mm. And they are in the sewers of this section of the city. Uh, no, not even this section of the city. They're further down. They're further down. They're more in like, they're in Dark Lane, mm-hmm. in the sewers of Dark Lane, trying to get into the, the United, uh, into the the Independent Republic. Mm-hmm. The All Trade Company is off dealing with the threat, that's that's been coming at them, and they are there, alone, and, in this moment. There's only enough time for one of them to get in. Oh, no. There's only enough. Like, how does does it work? I feel that there's like a tram. There's like an underground tram. Oh, it's not even that. Okay, so there's a deep chasm Mm -hmm. between them. And there's an overhead tram that the United, uh, that the the Independent Republic has built. Mm -hmm. That you like cross this chasm on this tram Mm -hmm. in the sewers. And there's only enough room, and it's like broken down, and there's only enough room for one of them on there. And they're standing there close to each other, mm-hmm. hearing everything going on, the armament fire in the background. And there's a bunch of humans on the other side being like, you gotta come on! Mm-hmm. You gotta go! Mm-hmm. And they're standing there holding each other, mm-hmm. and they have to decide which one is gonna go. Don't you even start with me. Do not start with you me. To... I'm not going. You have I'm not to go. going. Then no. we're going to stay here by ourselves? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. <coughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. You have to go. No. Look. Look. You have. I'm not going. You have I'm to go. I'm not going. You have to leave me. Why? Because. Why? Because. Why? You deserve this. And you don't? Of course I do. We both deserve this, but that is not in the cards right now. Then we wait. We find another way in. There is no other way. There has to be. There is none. There has to be. And what if there isn't? What if this is our only chance? Then we live outside. What if they catch us? Do you know what happens to people that try to desert? Do you... Do you know? No. I will not see that happening. I'm not going. I will not see that happening. I'm not going. The reason I left in the first place with you was because I had no one left but you. And if I go and make it in and you don't, then I'm exactly where I should have been in the first place. Do you understand that? I do. If we don't both go, then we don't go. And what do we do? I don't know. All right. I won't leave you. Good. Because I'm not leaving you either. And he kisses her. 
Yes! And the music swells! And they mack on each other's faces really hard. In slow-mo. Yeah. In the sewers. Yeah. As armament fire is going on. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And he pulls he pulls an armament. Yeah. And we leave it at that. Yep. Okay. 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 So, what do I... I don't think... It, well, it's done, so I don't mark anything. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven stars. Ooh. What? What does it say? Cool. Uh, at 17 stars, we get... Our epilogue says, Sweet, cherished love oh. with the bitter certainty of loss. Uh, we don't make it. We die! We die! We die in the sewers! Die in the sewers trying to get away from the United Pact. Dang. Oh, these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you want to describe it? No, that's okay. it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Use your imagination, listeners. Yeah, write that fanfic. Draw mm. that fanfic. Ooh, let's see that art. Let's see that, that sad, art. Sad, sad art. That's uh, Starcross. That's Starcross, guys. That's a good game. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed being Ross. These were great characters. Thank you again to Nick, who created Winthrop, and, and Sam, Sam, who created Ross. Uh, they were great characters to bring into the mix. We are very much looking forward to the next time we get to draw from the hat of love and uh, pull your examples out. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. End of episode. Thank you for listening to Warda, which was created by Ali Grauer and Drew Merzieski. This glimpse used the game Starcrossed by Alex Roberts, which is available for purchase from Bully Pulpit Games. The music for Warda was written by Arnie Parrott who can be found at atptunes.com. Additional background music is by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. Sounds were provided by various user uploads on freesound.org. To learn more about Warda, visit welcometowarda.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Welcome to Warda. You can support what we do here by joining our Patreon at patreon.com whimsyartifice. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.